0: Hey, 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 thank you for listening to another episode of the legs Podcast. My name is Damir Jones and Ryan Michael Smith of ReCharge is on the episode of this week. If you haven't been following the ReCharge vlog where Gene brought and Ryan showcase how they started up the physiotherapy, CrossFit, Mindfulness Center, then you are missing out. Ryan is definitely a role model for us as he is a physio slash strength coach hybrid and has been that for many years he is also a former employee of jimmy johns and on this episode we learn a little too much about jimmy johns but that's okay we learn about the many jerry jobs ryan has had in the past and how they molded him into the great physiotherapist as you know him today ryan uh, Talks about the recharge business plan and how they attend the change the landscape of healthcare and strength training. We also learn about Jared's and Tyler's first week of internship and be warned: for this episode. There are a lot of dirty jokes and sexual innuendos. And if you want to skip most of that, I will skip to the 18 minute mark. But of course, if you didn't want to hear our dirty jokes, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast anyways. So enjoy the episode.
1: very ominous about the whole thing
2: hitting record how are you guys doing by the way I haven't, I haven't talked to you guys in quite a while yeah me and tyler we're on our first week of internship over here mm. trying to survive nice. that's solid. How how was the first week it's is real life man uh i'm in home health, so i'm seeing a shit ton of different homes and a shit ton of different uh people and personalities and it's it's really eye-opening
1: yeah dude, it, it, home health is a a whole different experience i think in general which is solid but yeah especially first week man oh brings me back
3: <laughs> like real quick though let's let, just take us to like a quick story about like how it's almost like a scavenger hunt of home like, health, home health. It's like,
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's wow wild, wild west, man. I was telling Tyler, like, what was, what was the most ridiculous thing that I've seen so far? You mean you got, you got the cops called on you. The, co- one. the cops got called on us. What? Yeah. So, so apparently some scared old, uh, people don't like it when a random car sits in front of their house for too long oh, and people oh, are yeah, just sure. taking notes so but just in general like how you're telling me
3: like you get like you get out of like one house and you're taking notes while she's like booking it you yeah. know, and i be on the interstate <laughs> yeah like, my my is
2: a badass man so she drives me <laughs> she drives me around everywhere uh and yeah she just you know she, she might have a little bit of road rage you know because she's got to get to all these houses and shit. but yeah she's she does not fucking play on that road, man. Like, she's, how, how much of a grind is that, though? Like, she's to, she's like, hustling her fucking schedule. ass off, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, because she's scheduling patients, you know, she's got to do research. And, I mean, driving all across, you know, from North Austin to Georgetown, uh, a bunch of different places. and And, I mean, I heard – F-bombs were dropped immediately. (laughs) Immediately.
3: You're, like, eating lunch (laughs) while you're driving. Taking (laughs) notes, eating lunch, and driving. Yeah, (laughs) she, like, she
2: tossed me... She tossed me her, her tablet and Bluetooth keyboard and it's like, this is how we're taking notes, buddy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get your notes done in the car. <laughs> I'm gonna be booking 90 on the interstate. We gotta go see Ms. Johnson up in Georgetown. Like, you know. You talk about like how it's like an adrenaline. Rush. It is like, an so adrenaline. So if like you like catch a lull and then you're like are <laughs> oh, yeah. like, you yeah. like, on to the next one. What's on the next one? You know? To, Dude, to the, to, if you can't
1: get excited about home health on that description alone, then I don't know what else you got to do. Right. God, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm signing a to contract <laughs> tomorrow for it. Two quick points, Jared.
4: Uh, one, do a are, – are you ready to even put your seatbelt on? Uh, and secondly, it seems like every location, like, every place has a joy, a Georgetown. Like
0: yeah. – <laughs> It's everywhere
4: it has a georgetown like the guy that has a georgetown i came up here to tennessee is georgetown There's
2: georgetown everywhere that is it's a very colonial name right yeah it's right very right. colonial uh to your for- first point there are no seatbelts in the car uh so yeah it's right. really <laughs> 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 you should pro- i think
1: i think you should probably get on that That those are pretty essential yeah uh, yeah we're good we're going it. ninety
3: yeah, <laughs> it's like live or die for the PT. Like, yeah. How bad do you want it,
2: <laughs> right? God, I got to be able to get in and out of that car quick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, there, there are seatbelts. That was a joke. There are seatbelts, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you took
1: some like athletic tape and just wrapped it around you in the, the chair and help you stay. Yeah, we just use rock tape. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, kinesio tape works as
2: a seatbelt. It, it does. It, yeah, it does. Right. Definitely. I'd uh, like, like yeah. to take this time to shout out to our sponsor, Rock Tape. Oh, yeah. uh, it can be used <laughs> as seatbelts. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Are you carrying a kettlebell with you into those homes then or what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're bringing up, we're bringing kettlebells and barbells, man. Yeah. You know? As you should. Could. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wish we were, man. What do you take into the home? Yeah. So take I, bands? She, she's got a... Well, first of all, this, we need to get back to Ryan and Jimmy John's, but I will, I will say, um, this is that,
1: great. I mean, I'm
2: <laughs> yeah, I, so I'm armed with, with the tablet and Bluetooth, uh, <laughs> for looking me
4: to like take, a, for me like to a take. Best Buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, we're, we're very minimalist, you know, she's got the backpack with all the, with the schedule and the notes and, you know, a basic Goni and, uh, and, you know blood ple- blood pressure cuff and and pulse ox uh but yeah so most of our most we're geared mostly towards balance and stuff so we don't well, really so, need yeah you know i'm just i'm doing to netty all day like a motherfucker it's yeah. so like <laughs> so it's like it's straight up to netty man oh man <laughs> time up and go. I'm the Tenneti. Yeah, I'm the Tug Tenneti champion. <laughs> <laughs> tug, oh, man. Tug champion actually sounds like something else though. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. that does yeah. that does sound. Yeah, we, we should probably hold off on that.
1: We're totally in yeah. the we out. <laughs> Next masterminds meetup, we should we should do a uh, mastermind spaghetti and tug or spaghetti t- and tug uh, contest. Yes. After some beverages are induced. Well, all tug <laughs> each <laughs> other. <laughs> at least uh
3: yeah, oh, now we're getting too far. Faces. That escalated. Jeez. <laughs> Jared always taking it. So, you know. They're facing uh, the, the group. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile,
4: we're five minutes saying.
2: <laughs>
4: no one's going to take us seriously anymore after this podcast. <laughs> I don't think they took us seriously
1: before.
3: Yeah,
1: are <laughs> no, You're right. It's, hey, if that's your goal of being the podcaster, if you take, if you take it seriously, then, uh, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. Especially when your name is Duck Legs. Okay, let's <laughs> take a second to talk about the frickin' Duck Legs podcast for a second.
2: Yeah. Why? 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 Oh, man. man Tyler, Tyler's the Did genius I? behind that. No, that's, dude, that's all Jerry. Dude, we so there's the We
3: actually have an episode zero where we talk about why it's called The Duck Legs. Um, it's kind of got a that's couple... Of me. Yeah, we're right. no, it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Episode zero hasn't been released <laughs> naturally. Oh, okay, so what okay. we do is just lead people blindly down a path, and then a year later, let them know why it's called Duck Legs. No. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so there's a couple different reasons. But so my first thought, we're always talking about how like, hey, um, like it doesn't matter, like we're looking for it's that same like Tim Ferriss stuff like what is it underneath right it doesn't matter like what like a person that can hustle and grind hard you know so I need backup. back up first off you do hear it
2: on Greg Todd right when it, with our intro yeah he is the intro he, we do have him saying that famous uh be like a duck quote on our intro right which is uh you know be like a duck be calm on top the surface and then work like the devil underneath like yeah. a like a duck like the duck's legs it
3: looks cool okay. up top okay. but underneath he's working hard yeah and then we, we kind of talked about like how it doesn't matter what um somebody who's great it doesn't matter what the front thing is on them that like th- that's always going to be good and and it seems like so often like on youtube or something you just see that front part and you are like yo listen you just see the pretty face yeah like yeah.
2: ryan's pretty face and ryan's- you don't know what the gears are behind it exactly <laughs> You got it. You're like, yeah, what is he what is he thinking right now? What is he, you know, yeah. What does he wake up and think? Yes. What exactly. does he go to sleep thinking about Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's. Oh, so so I'm trying Jimmy, to, yeah. Jimmy
1: John's. All actually right now I'm like, damn, I ate way too much Jimmy John's. That's what I'm, my stomach like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jimmy John's isn't in the plant-based diet, I mean. <laughs> It's not?
2: <laughs>
1: Probably not. Does do you Jimmy put John's have a rewards card? Oh, my God. <laughs> they do not have a rewards card.
3: Come on, Jimmy John's. Come
1: on. Dude, why you need to get rewards for coming to shop for me? That's what I'm wondering. Why does everybody have rewards cards now? Rewards for what? For purchasing my product? A got product?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. I don't know. i bet.
4: <laughs> That's, it's probably a good idea we're just so. fishing for sponsors so leave it on <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah right ryan, ryan don't you mess up our jimmy John's sponsor
1: <laughs> right 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 Dude, I, I, I wish i had a business that you know was able to sponsor me but you know oh, yeah wait mm. <laughs> 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 this episode of <laughs> <Dog Legs> podcast <laughs> Yep,
2: yeah, there it is <laughs> Good. Grief. sponsored sponsors uh, brought to you this episode is brought to you by K-Tape, Jimmy Johns, and Recharge. No, we've and got Recharge.
3: that. Oh, we've got that idea. That remind me of that idea where we want to do like fake commercials. Yeah. That's we, right. Yeah. Like, oh, you should. Like, I'm just like, this is by the tug team <laughs> tugging each other till the day. <laughs>
1: we gotta get we gotta get over the tug concept, gentlemen. That's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> I'm telling it's
2: you. Creepy. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're gonna follow this. <laughs> yeah, those 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 tug scores take on a whole new meaning now. <laughs> oh, <geez>.
4: Hey, <laughs> real quick, aren't they like timed every? <laughs> They're timed
2: too, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're timed. <laughs> They're time. How it's- how how fast can you get it up <laughs> from <laughs> from? <laughs> No, but you gotta get up from a chair and walk ten feet, right? So you gotta get it up from a chair and go walk. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Should we explain to everyone real quick what the tug test no. is? No, I don't know. I mean, for those right. those I think few people, it's pretty people, self-explanatory, isn't it? Timed up and go, right? You, yeah. you get up from a chair, you walk some, we walk ten feet, and yeah. get back. The quicker you do it, the better you. The, <laughs> the better you, you do, it, do it, the better <laughs> you. And Jared's yeah. making references <laughs> no, I'm to bad. other forms I'm of sorry, timed up and g- yeah. getting it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm ruining Brian's podcast. Yes you I'm
1: are ruining. No, dude.
3: You need <laughs> ruining to listen to uh,
1: Mike Rose podcast, when he talks uh, with the dude who talks about masturbation, he says like masturbation, 50 different ways on it.
0: Whoa. I
1: wish I could remember half of them, but it's, it's hilarious. I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable. I don't do you know mean? what the guy actually does. I just know that there was like 50 different That's <laughs> for
2: masturbation. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that, that actually. That's awesome. It's gold. It's gold. So speaking okay. of masturbation, what's your favorite Jimmy John sandwich?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do the number nine, the hot peppers. No mayo, extra cucumbers. Hell yeah!
3: What is the number nine? What do you got? What is it? Like the Black force Number or n- or n- number number nine is the the <laughs> number nine
1: the Italian nightclub. Black <laughs> oh. force cameras, Jimmy John's? Are you kidding me? Yeah, about,
2: dude! Yeah, agree. Yeah. How, how long how did you work? I'm sorry.
1: I don't know. How long I worked there?
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez, Let's see.
1: Uh, Probably like two, three years in undergrad, I think. Somewhere around that time. I don't know exactly the exact, but it was at least two years.
3: How quick can you make a sandwich? Dude, in my heyday, yeah. I can make a Jimmy John
1: sandwich pretty fucking fast. <laughs> I think we timed it. I think we timed it one day. It's under like thirty-five seconds, I'm pretty sure.
3: Damn. Super quick. That's good. Back to the good. quickness. Yeah, quickest hands Back in
2: the, the West right <laughs> right oh. sounds like this legendary like prodigy of jimmy john's <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like like the owner the ceo's like make me proud
3: son. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs>
1: jimmy john like the actual dude i guess is like not legit the dude like goes uh hunting for rare animals in Africa. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I would
1: post that on Instagram and stuff like that or something.
2: I remember seeing that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. You have (laughs) him. Just go. That that is true. Yeah. He likes hunting big game and shit. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what that that was a whole story about it. I forgot what it was. He killed something that he shouldn't have, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't don't go killing stuff. You're not supposed to less than one of the podcast. Cool. Oh Jeez, I,
3: <laughs> I think people. Oh, yeah. Over. Think that's about it. That's yeah. All I got. Man. So, look, is there any sort of inside, like, in, you know, scoop with the whole Jimmy John's working at Jimmy John's? It doesn't have to be anything too. Be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but just something like, oh yeah, you'd never know it, but really, you know, I, I don't know anything that like, on the from the insider, like the turkeys really elephant meat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because
1: they shouldn't kill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, insider stuff, man. It, you know, it's, it's a really well oiled machine. Um, I, I'm laughing, I'm laughing at my description of Jimmy John's right now because it's like I'm defending it or almost, <laughs> which is weird because I haven't worked here in like four years <laughs> and I was an undergrad student just trying to make like a quick buck. But it's and still now a part like, of you. <laughs> yeah i know brainwash or something no dude it is the it is one of the epitomes of efficiency uh, and like we talk about systems so you can get uh, you had jerry Durham on he probably mentioned the word systems at some point or something yeah um yeah so there. so you talk about systems like it is to the t like every slice of meat is measured out to be within a certain gram and a half mm. um so that's how you can make like, the sandwiches so fast because everything's already laid out in the morning and then you just, and then you're golden. That's unreal. Um, but I will say the, the mayo comes in, uh, it's like two gallon buckets. And yeah. uh yeah, man, uh, I, it's it puts me It's put it's put me off mayo ever since. That's, that's why you heard no, number nine, no mayo. He
4: did, did say no
3: mayo earlier. It's
1: <laughs> I
4: should have said no mayo when we were uh, there in Texas because man, it was way too much. You were really mad about that, minutes. Yeah, I'm telling you, all of my mouth and whatnot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that was some watch, too. You were struggling with that, Sam. Absolutely. That, was, Absolutely. that was not impressive. There was nothing about that experience that I really
2: wanted
1: to.
4: Oh, you, man. You know what? If we hadn't talked before then, and if I was like, look at me, eat my sausage, and that tells you everything you need to know about me, I failed. I failed. Honestly. I, <laughs> I did not impress the the, the Jimmy John master. <laughs> I need more training, to Yeah. <laughs>
1: before you knew i worked for him for a long time i just i was sitting there just judging you slowly and how you're consuming your sandwich what a just rookie. like look at this kid are you fucking kidding me unbelievable just male squirting out the side oh it's not even eating it correctly like i just didn't even order it correctly i tell you you know the damn yeah. chips
2: <laughs> oh man you
1: know it, it's like when you order that thing you know when you're at like a coffee shop in New York City and yeah. you don't have your order right away, way the line gets pissed off because you're not used to this thing Yeah, that's okay. what it looks like when you're ordering at a Jimmy John's thing and you're not like you gotta say number four light lettuce easy mayo extra tomatoes Keep stuffing, keep the insides, and then you're good. Right. So you start it. like talking about sprouts and yada yada. My God, gluten <laughs> allergy. Get out of here. Get out of my line. Yeah.
2: Get the fuck out of it. Get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jones. Gee, gee, which
4: is sprouts, See, man. Was, I'm sorry, man. I was used to Subway where you just order it and you tell them what you want, man. They Yay. were not. They were not playing with me. They were trying to like, hey, hurry up, come on, let's go. <laughs> I got, I got yeah. stuff I got to do. Got stuff I got to do. That me it sound for 20 seconds. I'm like. I got <laughs> I got to move this
2: mayonnaise, man.
4: I was like, it didn't, didn't even warm it up for me. I'm mean, being a cold sub. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
1: that's right. That's why I was really judging you, because they don't do warmed up subs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, what kind of there's, stuff- there's, there's There's insider info. The only people that get like toasted subs at Jimmy John's are the employees. There you go. Throw in the oven. But for you, for you peasant folks, nah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, wow. y'all.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs>
4: meanwhile, meanwhile, yes. let's segue this into your current situ- situation. Because <laughs> 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 I feel like Jimmy Jones has taken up way too much of this
1: I thought it was while we were talking about I was ready to go. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. Got it. Okay. So, so how about this? Just to stick on uh, stick on the side of both of them. What are some things that Jimmy John? What things Jimmy John's taught you that uh, you are applying to your life now, and that you use to help further your your career as early as it is? <laughs> Just, to <ask> <laughs> Just to ask a question.
1: Yeah. How far? How, how long is it? How long are we in? 20 minutes in, we got a question. Minutes. All right. All right. We're good. We're sitting, This is a physical therapy podcast, right? I think now.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> did, you know, I was thinking about this. Actually, I've been thinking about this podcast ever since we met down in San Antonio, to be honest.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think it made me look back at my entire, like, employment history, really, because I'm like, oh, shit, what did I learn from Jimmy John's that I'm now utilizing, like? at the time you think it's just a way to make a cheap buck and yeah, like get out before 10 o'clock. So you can go to the bars afterwards, like type thing in college. Um, but you know, I, I, would say the, the level of, uh, I guess no shits I have anymore for people who don't work hard is really, really a good thing. I learned, like, if you go into a Jimmy John's and you don't like have a sense of urgency when you work, you, you just get lost within the fray of what like a lunch rush is. So if if you can never really get adjusted to that, you're only going to survive there for a couple of days, which is always funny to see newbies come in and like just get destroyed in the first day or two. It's truly really a sink or swim, I think, at certain mm-hmm. points. But um, so that, I guess that level of urgency, but more so the overall theme of like, damn, what, what is the employment history that I had that has led me to where I'm at today, which is, Funny yeah. to think about, and I've had a shit ton of jobs too. And now it's, it's a question I like to utilize for now that I, I'm one of the people on the other side of the interview process of mm-hmm. doing like, Hey, what, what's some jobs you've had in the past? Tell me about them. Mm-hmm. And I think it tells, so, uh, tells a lot about people for the most part. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's, it, it's huge. Demar, what's some jobs you've had in the past? Uh, I was just
4: thinking about this, <laughs> uh, before I ever had, <laughs> uh, my most, Honestly, I would say the most exciting job I had was working fast food. Um, I sold flyers. Uh, I've been one of those guys that when you pull up on the side of the road, they've been like, hey, let me wash your car. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I had (laughs) high school, man. I had to get to get after it. Um, It's crazy because Ah. I recently, like within the last year and a half, had just recently got like a PTA job, like my whole undergrad. I didn't have really a PT, like, tech job. Like, most, like most people were undergrad with me. Hey, I got PT stick, I got PT I'm like, dude, <laughs> I got to shift after this. I got to work fast food today, you know what I mean? I worked at Hibbett's <laughs> probably. Yeah. Little, uh, but once I moved, that kind of uh, – I worked uh, as, as a delivery driver. You talk about some reflection time. You sitting in that car, listen to the same song five times, you're going to turn off and really think about some stuff. Seriously. So uh, <laughs> 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 You're to really think about some things. So anyways, so yeah those were a few jobs I had, and learned a lot from them and um i' I'm, I'm I'm glad I had those jobs before I got the p t tech job because quite frankly, I feel like those taught me more as far as you know patience, you know being a people person being um just willing to accept change and and willing to have a boss <laughs> it's it's funny how in high school, I thought I knew everything somebody <laughs> <laughs> that's twice your age, and you what to do that's not your parent um it really humbles you
1: really <laughs> quick, uh, really quick, so. Yeah, that's me. That's it. That's a, that's a great point.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: oh, uh, I was listening to Mike Rowe on the Art of Charm podcast mm-hmm. today. Uh, you, guys heard, you guys heard that podcast before, yeah, with uh, Jordan Harbinger. Um And Mike Rowe, it's funny, he's talking about dirty jobs. And he was, he was asked the question of, like, do you see the success or a failure that people watch your show and tell your kids this is the reason you need a college education? And he's like, you know, for one, it's the show is for entertainment. So I can't be upset about what the the consumer is or is not expecting out of it. But he's like, for as many people who said that, of like, this is why you need a college education, there was just as many people who would stop in and talk about how they appreciated somebody showing all these jobs that are out there and the opportunities that are out there for people to find jobs and become, you know, apprenticeships and something other than things I've ever heard about. So nothing to do with like downgrading that type of work, but really using it as a way to be like, no, there's opportunity out there if you just look and work hard enough. And right. I'm like, damn. Because I'd always used the, all my job history as like, well, this is why I kind of wanted to go to college just because I didn't want to work in the cardboard factory that I was at for a summer, throwing boxes together and doing all that jazz, which is a whole story in itself, but <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I just th- thought that was a great perspective to be like, oh, okay, I kind of feel like a dick now, but right. overall, it's <laughs> a good lesson. Yeah.
4: yeah, It, yeah. it, it uh, definitely makes you appreciate what you're doing now even more sweeter, you know? Like, for, for me, it was like, once I finally get did get that tech job, <laughs> it was like, I'm not giving this, I'm not giving this up, because I've seen where it was like on the other side of the aisle, and I love those jobs, but you know, great point where it's, it's being able to look at those other jobs and not like downgrading them or really appreciate what they do. Someone has to do a job, right? I have to do every
1: job. So. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. That's Someone for has for sure. to work at Jimmy John's. Somebody <laughs> has to make a 35-second sub. Or else yeah. cool. and, and only one man can do that. <laughs> and only one man can do oh god. Someone's going to someone's gonna find this and they're going to be like, yeah, bullshit. He can make a 35-second sub. Or some <laughs> Jimmy John's employee is
2: going to get all salty about it. <laughs> oh, I dude, man, I, was,
4: I challenged Ryan.
2: <laughs> <am, laughs> some disgruntled kid is going to show up to recharge and be like, where's Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you he was coming for me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That would be great.
1: Do a throwdown at Jimmy John's? Oh, yeah. man. I'd be happy.
2: And then, and then Gene has odd. to judge, Gene has to watch the clock and be the ref. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The wad of making sandwiches. Good agree. Sandwich wad. God. Dude, I, I will say the
1: funniest thing about that in terms of being able to be fast making sandwiches, there was always that point at like a lunch or a, a dinner rush where you'd have somebody on the line. So like the way Jimmy John's line is set up is you got a bread person, You got like a a, a meat person and then maybe a veggie person. So maybe three deep, but usually two. And there's someone at the end of the line who's wrapping and tossing them out and calling them out, right? Mm -hmm. So the bread person has to be the fast because they have to cut the bread, take out the guts. If it's a one through a six, if not, they leave the guts in. They have to slather on the mayo and then send it on down to get with all the other stuff on it. So you could always tell if you had a, a guy who was just a little bit slow, you could find out where the bottleneck was in the line. And so it would be this, just this really slow, like passive aggressive shift. If somebody was a bottleneck, somebody else would come up like to their left or right. And then they would just slowly get transitioned out back to doing
3: dishes. <laughs> uh, they just, they just kind of find a way to, wow.
1: <laughs> cause we did have that many orders. It's like, okay, this isn't really going to happen. So let's oh, just yeah. take care of it. Um, it's like or nature. you just become a decent, yeah.
2: <laughs> nature finding a way. <laughs> Natural
1: selection. Or yes. you just do what I eventually learned to do as a manager and you just tell people where to go. Yeah. And they yeah. respond pretty well if you're pretty legit about it. So
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> son, son, you ain't built to cut out these bread nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get to the back, John.
1: <laughs> this bag,
4: go. You like you out here barking out orders, you, you go to the bread, you
1: go to this John. To the back, <laughs> to the back. If you could please go do some dishes, that'd be great. Yeah. Which, funny enough, I was I was John back when I used to make pizza. Like no. I was so slow at making pizzas in a ten restaurant. Oh. I used to come in at five, right before dinner rush, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we need somebody to go ahead and sweep and mop the dough room." So. <laughs> Ooh. You could do that. Like so office space style.
2: Wow. Um,
1: and so <laughs> I was John. It was awful. I didn't realize it until a couple of years down the road. Um but now, yeah. Man, that was I at know. a pizza place? Yeah, I made uh I was a pizza cook for the for a long time. Bus boy and dishwasher. Um like so at thirteen till I was like eighteen, I think. Oh man, you really did work that long. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> thought I was hard, grinding. My first
4: job wasn't at the high school. <laughs> You've been working since you was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, as they uh, allowed your parents to sign off that little thing that said you could work a certain number of hours. Yeah. And then did the whole uh, the paperboy thing and uh, lawn mowing business before that. Nice. So, which I nice. didn't even think about until you guys brought this up. And I'm like, what a cool fucking story.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: And then and I'm curious, like, what everybody did when they were younger.
2: It's not, not as entertaining as yours, and there was the fucking cardboard factory right yeah that was uh,
1: that was the summer of my undergrad there was a, a cardboard factory that was um worked, oh i think the word's corrugated cardboard
2: whatever and, um, so and anyways, that, we would can all i just say that 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 sounds like the most boring fucking place on the planet. <laughs> a corrugated, it was bad enough, a cardboard factory. <laughs> you say, oh, corrugated cardboard factory. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> someone's got to do it. So all those boxes you see, someone's got to be able to, do so you take like these giant sheets of cardboard and you load them in and they go through a machine that cuts it out to the exact projections what it's supposed to be and then comes out like this template. And then from that you test it to make sure it folds into a box. If it does good, you keep making a crap ton of them. So it was, <laughs> it yeah. sounds, it was, but it was, it taught me to like be super, I could get through a whole day without thinking. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. I would go like eight hours and kind of just think about my whatever I wanted to. And I would just kind of go like through the motions and then get faster at it slowly but surely. Cause you always had to be productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the days I thought went by really fast, but yeah, it was, uh, it was something else.
3: <laughs> have you ever heard that, uh, like they found out that increased money incentive like works for that type of job setting. But the second like mundane, you don't have to think about anything. It's like, Hey, I'll give you more money. If you make 30 more boxes, you know, whoever makes the most boxes, you don't have to think about it, You just keep going. But like the second you have to like do a, um, a problem-solving task. M- the more money th- to like incentivize, incentivize <laughs> you, the the more it hinders you. It messes. Uh, yeah. it yeah. Throws your psyche off.
1: I have heard that. Yeah, that which is nuts, isn't it? That's yeah. so cool. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Meanwhile, we should all get paid. Yeah, for oh, that was
4: an hour then. <laughs> <Thumbs up. laughs>
3: Dude, some of some of the jobs that i got paid the least amount of money were the hardest jobs i had yeah like, i feel like i don't want to say this too loud but i feel like the more i'm getting paid for a job the easier it is <laughs>
1: <Huh>. <laughs> no i i could yeah. see that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah.
3: like the, uh, you know, I worked, at a, I worked at a barbecue sandwich place and I made nothing, right? I mean, actually, I made decent money on top of tips. But, you know, you get minimum wage, but we got tips. Right. But it's like, that was some of the hardest grinding I've ever, like a lunch. I, I know what it's like to be, and some of the listeners the, probably here. like I, being in the middle of a lunch and a dinner rush, like in a restaurant, is yeah. just like, oh. it's controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> spot I worked at during the summer,
4: well, it was, I worked there for a year, but it was like right off the highway and we were like the only like stop in like 50 miles, like either way. So these people haven't used the bathroom, they haven't ate anything like forever, right? It seems like forever for them, but like, may- maybe even 70 or 80 miles anyways. So they wouldn't get off the line, would be packed all summer. Like from like the time we open up at 1030 in the morning and the, I'm talking like tacos and stuff, like yeah. everyone talk it was jam packed so yeah i definitely understand like you getting oh man it was horrible it's horrible let's get on recharge let's get on let's get on recharge how about recharge, recharge. how about we send another link cuz we totally destroyed this link with that link.
2: that is true let's maybe let's save recharge stock for the next link if ryan's down uh cuz we, <laughs> we have we have we have 40 minute uh uh recording time link, so we'll have to we can send Ryan <laughs> another one if he's down. But yeah, we got we got uh, five thirty minutes remaining. Five minutes remaining on yeah. this link. Uh let's let's just keep it rolling <laughs> with uh all right <laughs> with this job with good. <laughs> with dirty jobs the Ryan Michael Smith edition. Okay.
4: You haven't told oh, me about oh, yeah. jobs though.
2: My my yeah. I was I'm not I'm nothing compared to you guys. I just did I've done uh, PT Tech. I've been a PT Tech for, for outpatient uh, and for a hospital, for for a, an LTAC. Um, you get your old spoiled self out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you
4: spoiled.
1: Make yeah, it a
2: good career. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've been a PT Tech and I've been, uh, I worked at the LSU Cox Academic Center for Student Athletes. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah. Man yeah i had to uh i had to make sure there was uh paper in this one printer and then i did homework and i got paid for that so uh talk about a cakewalk so i don't really know what you peasants go through hey, you hey. filthy dirty scumbags gary i oh, will man. say this
4: though you grew up and this nothing this is this not a shot at your town you grew up Uh-oh. in new orleans right New Orleans and Baton Rouge, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm sure those are a little different living situation than me growing up in like a military town or like an eight bedroom house. So don't worry, had it before <laughs> I had it after, it doesn't matter. We both had a hard knock, like, <laughs> <laughs> eight bedroom house. I
1: mean, it's totally different to so. me. <laughs> well, here's here's the that. thing, regardless of what job issue you have is, right. is, I would, uh, I would tell you, I would give you a mop bucket and a broom. And I would be like, all right, I need you to sweep and mop this area. And then I would completely judge you based on how well you did or did not sweep and mop that area. There's a, there's a fine way to do it. If you don't, man, I tell you, it's a little thing, it's a little thing. Yeah.
4: Oh, it a job interview requirement automatically for all the PTs. Mm. But we'll talk about next segment. That's, <laughs> that's how you get a job at Recharge. You got to
2: clean, you got to mop and clean to Ryan's taste.
4: No, true. Yeah, no lie. There's this job that I was gonna get at a gym, and he was like, "Literally, you just sit there, and all I want you to do is just clean everything and mop everything." I'm like, I can't really tell people any fitness advice or anything like that. Like, you're talking about sending me a search. Like, no, this is all I want you to do. Meanwhile, I didn't get hired at the gym because I was like, man, forget you. Yeah, <laughs> I can clean. I can clean now, but I was like, dude, come on now. He was like, no, this is all I want you to do. I'm like, all right, all right, Brock. Chill out, Brock.
1: Right. You yeah,
4: for bro. he didn't <laughs> hire me. I still wanted the job, but that's not the point I was trying to make. I,
2: gonna... I hope Brock listens to this. I tell you that. Me too, Brock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm taking your job one day, Brock. Yeah, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you. Hey, Brock, go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're not gonna use part one at all. We got all
1: kinds <laughs> of, all kinds of Windows. We'll send the next this week. is we'll, we'll try over. This is on awesome. this is you beautiful. guys did t- you guys did talk about tugging yourself for a good
2: like ten minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> <gonna keep> the- <laughs> Let's give the listeners a recap in these two minutes we have left. Boom. Uh tugs. Yeah. Home health. Nitty. Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Johns. Yeah. Cardboard factory. <laughs> work ethic work ethics. Yeah. We're 35 <laughs> second sandwiches. The legend of Ryan. The legend. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> oh, uh, tug tug tug. Uh, Time That yeah.
1: That 40 minutes just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Real.
2: You down for was, another?
1: Dude, I'm down for another. That was everything and more than I expected it to be. That was awesome. yep oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Do you guys so. get that a lot or no?
3: Um, I've never gotten in my life.
2: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they never say that. <laughs> 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 the Windows weren't over. They weren't over yet. Yeah. Tyler, bring nope. it back. Good God.
4: Oh, my gosh.
2: <coughs> this episode of the Duck Legs Podcast brought to you by Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm, dead. I'm done. I'm done.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cardboard. Yeah, we're
2: I, we're yeah. sponsored by cardboard. Uh, cardboard. Do you need something to pack things in? <laughs> do you need something that roaches might eat? What about that time you roaches have a new eat, puppy? Roaches eat cardboard. I think they do.
3: I think I think they do. I but think it's rats. Oh well, nice. uh, no! I didn't work at a cardboard factory though.
4: I, I <laughs> yeah. Think what did you see, Ryan? Do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't see any cockroaches <laughs> or rats I'm pretty sure they only use that for like bedding and shit I don't think they actually eat the cardboard they probably eat the glue inside of it maybe I don't
2: know oh wow well I have been fact checked
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, uh, you spreading these alternative facts about cardboard yeah. out there
2: I'm freaking believable fake news I have my uh, own agenda Legs podcast. fake news yeah <laughs> right I'm trying to gonna... Trying to spread my cardboard cockroach propaganda. (laughs) Oh God! There it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just,
2: just in now. You got any more innuendos windows you want to get out of here? Um, Tyler, you got any more innuendos? windows? Any windows? No, I'm done. he he says he's done. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am yep. not gonna lead off with one, so we're good. Okay, so Ryan, I mean, I, I told you, uh, I, I me and Jameer, we've we've both mentioned that you know we see you as as a role model and a hero. Out there in in the world of physio and I know briefly we we know your whole life story pretty for the most part at least work life story and you've made a a big move from Ohio to Baltimore right that's correct yes sir to join this this grassroots renegade rogue progressive organization soon to be soon to be business or already business I'm sorry recharge that will save us all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best description I've heard of it yet. Right. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. And there was at one point you were living out of your own car, right? Uh, own-
1: well, living a strong word. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'd say it's more of a, um, a storage, um, unit that okay. I'm using it as. Yeah. Oh. So it's actually still currently being used as a storage unit. So it works out well, but yes, all my belongings I have in my entire life fit in my car. So
2: it works out pretty well. And you don't need it. You don't need any more belongings than that. (laughs) No, no. For the most
1: part I have a, well, I mean, okay. I take a step back. Um, Like everything is still my car. I'm living in an Airbnb right now. I don't need a mattress or anything and I'm moving into a new apartment next week. Um, but I'm just going to have a mattress get shipped to my place. You know, like you can get like caspers and a tuft and needles and all that crap shift here. Yeah. Shipped to your right. place now. So, um, but otherwise everything else. Yeah. Spits in my, I got my bike in there. Got all my, it's pretty much just books, my bike, um, and some clothes. That's, that's really it to be it's honest. Simple life. It's simple. Wait, yeah, way too many books, man. Way too many books. But, yeah.
2: Can you, can you talk uh-huh. more about Casper so we can get a sponsorship from them?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, there's we're there's like the six, right six different mattress companies. There's like six different mattress companies. You can find one that will sponsor you for sure. Yes. Yeah, really great.
2: So how did this all begin with, with the recharge, the empire that will soon to be recharged, if you don't mind, yeah, you know, as much as you can get into that?
1: Oh, yeah. No, uh, we're, we're, we've been pretty transparent about everything so far. So I, I don't really kind of stop here by any means. But uh, I'd say it, it all started f- for me. So for Gene, who my Gene and Ben are my business partners, Gene Chirac about and Ben Fung. Um, for them, it's been an ongoing process for a while. But for me, it didn't really kick in until about November to December. Um, and Gene was getting ready to interview me for the Therapy Insiders podcast. And, uh, we put it on hold cause we just started chatting about how I was doing with my private practice in Columbus. And he asked me some, some pretty simple questions that took me off guard. Um, because I was ready to talk like numbers and how I was going to succeed with this private practice. And, you know, I was on top of the world, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and the first question he asked me was, are you happy? Um, and I was, I didn't know how, to respond, which was funny because I had felt that I put myself in a position that I was, you know, had my own private practice, I was doing well. But when he asked me that, he's like, are you happy with where you're at with work right now? And um, I'm like, you know, to be honest, I'm not In, in a way that what I want to have and what I envision to be able to do as a physical therapist, I'm not currently doing. And I think I'm falling back into... Um, the more traditional route, which I've, I've never seen as the right way to go about getting help to people. Mm. So with that, he's like, all right, um, well, let's talk then. And he's like, I'm trying to get somebody out here for, for recharge. I think you'd be a great fit for it. Um, what, what's keeping you from doing that? And I'm like, well, you know, like Columbus, Ohio is great. I got stuff here. Um, he's like, so tell me, tell me why Columbus? And then I told him why Columbus, and I realized I could have said that about literally any city. Mm. So he was like, okay, so what? what is holding you back from leaving that area then if it's not the city? Um, and really it was that I was just, I was scared that if I left or stopped my private practice, which was moved, that it would be looked at as a failure. Um, and that took me a couple days to Wrapped that around my head that if you know if I'm pivoting, if I'm doing something else, it doesn't mean that I failed at what I was doing, it just wasn't the right path for me. So it was a combination of the happy question and uh, the uh, realization that failure is only defined, but what I make it that kind of got me over to um, recharge. And basically, so after Gene asked me that, he told me to sleep on it for a couple of days. I did. I made my list of pros and cons and wrote a bunch. And that Friday, I'm like, I'm man, how do we do it? Uh, he's like, perfect. So he laid it out. Um, I agreed. And I said I'd move there right after CSM. And sure enough, I packed up all my stuff in my car, drove it to his place, parked it in his driveway, and we flew from Baltimore to CSM. And I've been in this area ever since, kind of just looking for a place to stay and getting the business off the ground and hopefully open up early. May. So I was a lot of me talking for way too long.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's
1: that's the <laughs> that's, that's the uh, that's the origin of it.
2: That's beautiful. That's epic, man.
1: The simplest questions will throw you off, uh, which is funny. Yeah. I, I literally, you should have seen the notes I had prepared for Therapy Insiders because they crushed me on my my initial interview about the private practice because we were gonna do like a one, six, and twelve month follow up. Yeah, uh, and they asked me. All these like stats, business questions, and I'm like, uh, I have literally no idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I had like a, I had a sheet filled of what I had, you know, mapped out, what I had found in my first six months. And so I was ready to defend my business that way, um, without realizing that I was defending something I wasn't ultimately wholeheartedly into. Which is uh, funny to think about it that way, looking back on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. So where are you at in the
4: the process now? Um, I know that, you know, for me, I get to see the, the journey, but what about our listeners? Where are you at in that, that process now? Do you all got the lease sign and all that stuff? So,
1: yeah, uh, lease assigned, we got a building, um, they've pretty much a demo. So it was all offices and stuff. So we've mm-hmm. demoed out all the walls and by we, I mean, the hardworking individuals, um, that actually do that, but I, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that based on my job history, um, but yeah, so that's all demoed. Now we're kind of uh, rebuilding it to the way we want it to look like for um, a gym clinic combination. Uh, and we basically record it every day on Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and being pretty transparent about the whole thing. So we are, we're waiting for approval from CrossFit to be affiliated with them, but we anticipate that coming through here rather shortly. Uh, and then, yeah, man, just kind of hitting the ground running, hopefully early May. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. What is the, so what's the layout
4: gonna be? Um, I know that we talk about it a lot, but what is the overall business model uh, going to entail?
1: Yeah, so it it is, it's an integrative health model, essentially. So that fancy terms being that it's going to be physical therapy, CrossFit and mindfulness all in one, right? So there's gonna be a into a more broader perspective, they're going to be a body component or fitness. There's going to be a mind component or mindfulness stress. And then there's going to be a, a health component. So your traditional like health measures, um, you know, blood pressure, heart rate, cholesterol, all that jazz. Right. So our, our goal is to provide really skilled coaching and programming that any, tip that any CrossFit gym would be able to have, but it's coming from physical therapists who kind of see a bigger picture long-term vision. Right. And we can measure a lot of health variables on individuals from the get-go um, and be able to track that over time instead of we're just judging your health based on just your fitness and how much weight you're moving around. But we're also judging it in like, okay, what's what were your stress levels like when you first came in and had an interview and sat down with us? What was your cholesterol like? What was your blood pressure like? Um, all these little things that we can kind of keep track of for people over time and be like, no, this is, this is how we're keeping track of your health with everything that's going on right now. We have this ability to help you and guide you, um, in a way that's going to give you the ability to prioritize your health in a way that works for your life. Um, and a lot of that is us making every barrier that would be put up in front of somebody to be able to get there. We're taking that down. So our location is built towards that. Our onboarding process is built towards that. Our abilities, if someone has injuries or previous health concerns, are all built for that. We can take care of all the things that make people pause and then also say no and be like, nope, we got that taken care of. The only willpower you have to give to us is show up and just have the right mindset for the workout for that day and be good. So that's that's kind of where we're at for it right now.
4: Cool. Yeah. Taking, you know, moving just past the, the <laughs> scale and the weight on the scale and looking at the whole holistic
3: body that's very cool yeah yeah absolutely so ryan could you talk a little bit about um mindfulness and how stress (laughs) relates to your your physical well-being whether it be stress levels inability to lose weight everything like that and 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 pain as well
1: yeah so huge question i mean overall that could be taken multiple ways but I guess I always start off with, and Gene and I like to point this out, um, that every time we bring this up, we expect a lot of pushback about the meditation and mindfulness aspect, and we haven't, Um, which is funny, because I think people are just a little bit more intimidated to ask what that entails. Um, But really, out of all the things we're offering between nutrition, exercise, and mindfulness, mindfulness and meditation and that kind of stuff, psychological processes has the most research out of all three of those areas, which is funny. Um, and it, it's been proven a ton that there's, there's certain aspects of what I want to call mindfulness or something along those lines that are more Eastern medicine or Eastern traditional, um, that has a lot of merit to it. Um, stress, for instance, if you, there's this cool Ted talk, uh, and I'm going to blank on the lady's name, but she talks about individuals will rate their stress levels. And then, uh, they get categorized into low, medium, and high stress. And then those same individuals within each of those groups will be asked, do you think stress is a good or a bad thing? Or like, what is your scale um, on a one to 10 of how you view stress as good or bad? And even the high stressed individuals, as long as they viewed their stress as like, you know, stress isn't necessarily a bad thing had way less risk factors um, for chronic disease down the line. And, and I, again, I'm butchering mm-hmm. the exact outcomes that they measured. But overall, if they looked at their stress favorably, they had way um, better health outcomes down the road. And I think they were actually looking at like myocardial infarctions and stuff like that. So it wasn't, it was no joke in terms of health risk factors. So mm-hmm. basically from uh, I heard a that really knows. standard sense, yeah, it's, I'll have to look it up and send it to you guys. Um, but if, if you can help people get the right mindset about their health, You go way farther than anything. If you can have somebody go from, I can't eat this, I can't eat that because it's bad or good, and I shouldn't do this or that exercise because it's bad or good. And you just get, you know, in general, most things have a place. That's just how we think about it and how you get to your day. Um, It goes a long way. And then just giving the ability of somebody to be able to have some time built into a workout or into a session with us where they can attempt to you know, let thoughts come in and out for five minutes, if they can get to that point, they see some pretty drastic changes, I think. Um, and again, the research on that is way more than I think a lot of the other stuff we have. Um, <laughs> I can go on about it, but yeah, that's that's what I would say my general answer to that would be. And then for, for pain, um, again, we it's about the mindset that we're going into it. Like everybody in their lifetime is going to have pain. There's no if and their buts or about it. At some point you're going to get injured. At some point you're going to have pain. Um, and if we're here for the long run for this community and I'm tracking their health, we have to expect that at some point pain is going to pop up. So it's not a matter of, we need to educate all these people on pain science really hard. But we need to create an environment that talks about pain on a really, really basic level that allows them to feel like they have control. And from there, it's way easier to try to talk to somebody who ends up tweaking a knee or tweaking a shoulder after that than it is having somebody who's gone through the whole healthcare system and has gotten to you in a traditional sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I told. <laughs> I told. Uh, I was talking to Jared yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish you could have seen his yeah. face. Oh seen. yeah. 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 I yeah.
2: Like, wow. I was
3: talking to wow. Jared yesterday. Oh. Like so. Right now, I'm in the acute setting. Right and. I was I was saying like you can you can really almost and this is, has no basis but you can really almost <laughs> determine someone's like entire health outcome within the first 10 seconds of walking into their hospital room and being like how are you doing today like you want to get up and try to walk like that right there and alone you can just be like because th- there's the people that are like not good you know and a you know and then there's this part of it like yeah, I mean, I just had surgery yesterday, but I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. And, and they just, yeah, it is too very, you you see it immediately. It's very noticeable and it's two completely different paths that they take.
1: Completely agree. And, you know, I think the the overarching theme for what you're just talking about there. And I think all three categories that we're looking at at recharge is the, the idea of awareness. Um, and, you know, when we talk about uh, body awareness, for instance, we think a lot of times that athletes have this innate body awareness. That There's all these people who have um, this, this intense, uh, like really keen sense of awareness. But When you realize and actually get people to describe what their body feels like or describe what it feels like to move in a certain way, most people have a really, really ambiguous sense of what that feels like in their own body. They have a difficult time describing it. And really feeling sensations to what they actually are so when they do have something pop up they don't have the ability to convey that in any sort of way so they kind of keep that sensation that they're having within themselves a little bit because they can't express it in a movement they can't express it in how they think about it they can't express it words it's difficult Um, and there's a lot of research about trauma that looks at it that way where trauma can manifest itself inside the body in a certain way because they've had experience that was very sensory uh, a very heightened sensory experience so, so a lot of times they see that instead of just using like talk therapy with them really having them get in some form of yoga or rolfing or Feldenkrais or something like that can really really help them get a better awareness and understanding of what their body is feeling emotionally physically all that jazz so when we talk about nutrition when we talk about moving when we talk about about stress and mindfulness, really, it's just like, let's bring some awareness as to how you interact with your environment and how you feel and sense things. Um, from there, it's, it's way easier to accept um, things that are going on in life, way easier to accept certain situations that you're in um, because you understand yourself, your body, all that jazz. And it sounds like a bunch of in-the-cloud tippy mumbo-jumbo, but, I mean, realistically, it's getting a better understanding of what you are capable of or not capable of. Once you can accept where you're at, you can progress yourself. You can understand where you're going and, and find a way to have a goal that you want to meet, et cetera. So um, that's, that's kind of, I think, the overarching theme there is awareness.
2: Recharge sounds dope
4: as fuck, man. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, filling out a job application.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, I mean, like... It's you have that opportunity to do so much cool shit. You know, because you're you're more than just a a CrossFit box. You're going to be more than just a therapy clinic. You're going to be the sum of both parts. I was I was trying to blend the two words, but it wasn't going to end. Well, for clinic. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: And people love numbers. You know, they would love to say, hey, you know, maybe I haven't lost 10 pounds but my blood pressure has gone down 10 points
2: or just, yeah. Even the fact that you, you have somebody that comes into a gym and you know, yeah, I'm going to get my ass beat on this wad, but I'm also going to have an awesome place to cool down and to get some mm-hmm. mindfulness training. And then I, and actual healthcare too. Mm-hmm. actual fucking, yeah. you know, legit healthcare. Not like, Oh, I got to go schedule a fucking doctor's appointment. Yeah. And then I got to, if you're in Texas, then I got to go see the doctor first and then go to the PT. <laughs> it's how uh-huh. I was making, you know, wish wishful fingers. You have that all in one box. You know, it's, it's like Walmart, but, but not shitty. You know, it's. <laughs> you know, it's re- I don't think Walmart's going to be your no, sponsor, you dude. <laughs> no, no, we stuff. had Walmart set up, man. No, I'm, no, I've, I've been talking to it. With, No, we're going to get Target. It's going to be cool. Um, <laughs> but but yeah no fuck 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 both of them amazon hey jeff bezos what's up um that is true (laughs) we got drones homie but i'm I'm sorry i digress i digress um so is recharge gonna get drones dude
1: i tell you what we were thinking of though now this is this is kind of an exclusive sneak peek so
2: uh
1: (gasps) Considering, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get um, Snapchat spectacles. And have you heard of those before? They're kind of like Google Glasses, but better. right? Ooh. So what we're going to do, um, because we eventually want the narrative to shift from recharge to the people that comprise recharge. Right. So these individual members will get one of them to have the Snapchat glasses on and do a whole workout with those puppies on. <laughs> and you'll get to see it through recharges Snapchat, of this person going through a workout from their, per- their first person point of view. Um, and we'll have them like go into a mirror first. You can see the person is and everything. It's going to be, it, it's really going to be sweet. So, um, and then maybe drones, I don't know. We'll drones. See. That's going
2: to be dope as well. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty jacked. It, it, a, a lot of it, ben ben, man, they, they, uh, I'll tell you it's, uh, to have people that think outside the box, uh, um, well, I guess literally and figuratively in consideration to fitness and crossfit, but uh, yeah. um, it's huge. Like when you start thinking not as a physical therapist about physical therapy problems and you start thinking about fitness problems as not a fitness enthusiast, you can solve and do so many cool things. Like our location is not anything typical of what a gym would ever want. And we're gonna make it work and it's gonna be better for it because we have an awesome uh location. With all the businesses we're around, so mm. like yeah. it's just little stuff like that, man. It's so
2: cool. Yeah, when I saw that video, y'all, when y'all released it, I was like, "Oh, that's is that. That must be Jean's house or some shit." it's like that's yeah, like a hey, home. Hey. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, there. That's where. The, oh, that must be where Ryan's living right now it's some apartment complex." And then you go in, it's like it's recharge. And like, oh shit, <laughs> this is this looks like some uh you know townhome somewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah man, it's different which is good i'll think different over the same well every day
2: yeah <laughs> man that's that is exciting
4: so uh, you had mentioned this on i forgot what other podcast you were on but um just your journey i know that you talk about you know recharge now but what are some steps that you did to get you prepared because i know you didn't just wake up meet gene meet ben you know, open up your own practice, you know, just oh you know, this is something I want to do. So what are some continuing ed courses, some things you learned in PT school, if if anything, they got to do with this subject.
0: Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Johns this,
1: Jimmy Johns and, Yeah, um, dude, I was gonna say it it, <laughs> it all started at the Italian restaurant back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Have we not established up this? <laughs> no, no. <okay.
4: laughs> I'm talking about the actual number crunching, not the work ethic, but just the you know, number crunching and uh no just just the things that get you in the business mindset. I know that you had mentioned a few of them
1: on other podcasts. So outside Jimmy John's, work. Yeah, bit. well, you, you know, hard to get away from Jimmy John's in this question, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I will say, um, in in terms of where I'm at, both programming, coaching, business wise, and everything, it's a, a accumulation of all the courses I've taken, um, besides school, so. Uh, a large part of that, I mean, I took the CrossFit Level One course. Um, I've taken Urs Religiosos course. I've taken the of PRI courses. I've taken a lot of Ice Physio courses. Mike Eisenhart's Population Health course was huge for me in my mindset. Um, I took Paul Goff's business course. Um, that was uh, I forget how many weeks long it was, but I took that right after I graduated school. Yeah, dude. I've taken um, I've taken Jerry Durham's business course. Uh, so. I mean, I've gotten exposure to a lot of these things, again, to just make me think a little bit differently. Um, I wouldn't say it's maybe a, a better numbers guy or maybe a better way to organize that, but um, I, I bring a, a skill set and a mindset to the table that I think has a, an accumulation of all these different aspects of it. So, right. um, I mean, I can program and coach. And a lot of the coaching is from teaching group exercise classes uh, and really getting comfortable with that. And that's where my strength is, I think, really in educating, teaching, coaching, um, and then developing, I think individuals over the long run, which was my goal with recharge. So, um, and if you hear me say that, none of that has to do with me treating natural patients, <laughs> um, which I'm still, I still say I'm a rather novice, I think, at treating patients. Like I'm trying to get better all the time and open up my own private practice. But if you compare like my, uh, thought process and my hands and my treatment skills to like Something like Jeff or, I mean, a lot of EIM fellows, like I'm nowhere near what that. at. So I have to realize what my strengths and weaknesses are and acknowledge it and continue to grow that way. So all those courses to answer your question, which is a really long way to get to it, my bet. All the courses I just mentioned, I think are accumulation of it. it is great. So yeah. some business, some really specific treatment skills, but then a lot of other ones that focused on fitness, such as the CrossFit stuff. I took a website barbell course mm-hmm. and then my own training just in general of Learning how to do that, and then a lot of reading about programming uh, and exercise science. I think were pretty huge. Right.
3: I, I feel like uh, I feel like personally, the business stuff is tough to do. You got to know about. You got to go to those courses. But like in terms of things that um, PTs or or exercise guys should know about, guys or girls that they probably don't. I feel like programming is super hard. And, uh, like talk to me a little mm-hmm. bit about Westside barbell and, and programming. And I don't know, I don't, I don't even know really what I'm looking for there, but I do know, I feel like everyone I talk to, that's the big dogs, like Westside barbell is the truth. Programming is tough, you know, and and, and things like, what are your opinions on that?
1: Yeah. So Westside, um, is built on the conjugate system, um, conjugate my- fancy word for really just variability. Right. Um, what they do, I mean, works. Like They consistently put out guys that are lifting thousands of pounds. Like it's unbelievable. Um, but again, for me, and this will be interesting. I'm excited to see what general population thinks of my programming in general. I've done programming for individuals, but never for a full group. Um, so it, I'm excited to see how it turns out for a larger portion of people. And yes, you know, people are going to say that programming is extremely difficult. Uh-huh. Um, to me, I find it like it doesn't have to be. If you're programming, right, you need, to, you need to do some fundamental things. You need to squat, you need to deadlift, you need to push and pull and maybe get some bar work. Like there's a whole plethora of things you can do to try to measure it. And you usually have to do it in a way that's gradually loaded, that improves people's skill and strength over time. Um, so from that sense, I don't think it's that crazy of a concept to be in programming. I think it takes a lot of ability to, you know, try some of the workouts out yourself and coaching the, the, the programming into a class, I think it's more difficult. Um, but for me, the idea of, you know, just getting people underway, making it variable oftentimes and never neglecting, uh, certain movements because you have a bias towards things or other, I think it's the first step. Um, but I, I guess... A better way to describe it in my mindset of how I look at it is how we're going to program to recharge. And I stole this basically from Kenny Kane of CrossFit LA. He's got a great episode of Barbell Shrugged on the whole idea um, of what he references and what we're going to reference as three different types of days that you're going to have when you come to recharge. There's practice days, there's competition days, and there's mental toughness days. So on on practice days, it's really what it sounds like. You know, if you played any sport growing up, you had practice and you had games. Practice was never always all out, right? You were at a certain intensity level, but you were always below redlining. You're always below 95%. So we're going to have three days a week, no matter what, the practice days where you're coming in and it's, it's intense, but not redlining. You're not pushing yourself to the brink. And then you have a, and with that, you have a level of mental intensity and concentration that needs to really exceed on these days, that needs to really get ramped up. And this can coincide with more programming workouts that are more strength-based, more skill-based, that maybe aren't as as cardio-metabolic-based or anything along those lines. They aren't conditioning-based. And so you have those days, and then you have competition days, where, as it sounds, the mindset going into the workout is going to be, how can I do this as fast as possible? How can I get this many reps? You have to have that idea in your head that this is a competition. I'm trying to beat somebody else or I'm trying to beat my previous score. How can I do this efficiently and how can I really push myself to get there? That's the goal, right, for competition days. So the programming workout for those days might have less skill and strength work, um, but have more movements that are more conditioning-based because it's going to be time-based or uh, maybe it's going to be shooting for more of a three-rep max PR or something like that. And a mental toughness day is the way I've been describing them is you, you find a really dark place inside of yourself you go there and you get this workout done no matter what. So days like that are going to be programmed where it's just going to be work. Like you're going to, you're going to have to find a way to dig deep to. And again, days like that are not going to be highly skilled technical movements. I'm not going to have someone push to a dark place and snatch 150 times. Right. But what I might do is have them drag a sled of got 300 pounds on it while carrying two kettlebells down and back for uh, like an imam, like every minute on the minute until they can't like walk or something like that. Now, again, that's that's pushing the limits quite a bit. And I would, you know, change the programming based on the population I have, but that's the general um, goal of the program that I'm finding that, man, we can do movements in a million different ways and program it in ways I think are generally safe and get the right adaptation but it's really the mindset going into the workouts that's the big difference maker for programming. All right.
3: That's awesome. That is that's cool, awesome. Man. That's a lot of man. insight there. Oh, oh man. A lot See, you can take from that. that, is again, dope. that
2: all,
1: <laughs> all that credit has to go to Kenny Kane though. He, uh, he developed that out across LA. Uh, when I heard that, I'm like, this, this is how I want to program for the general population. Hell um, yeah, and I think that that's going to, that mind's ability to change people's mindset like that is what's going to have them stay there for forever. I'm hooked. Uh, now, again, if I have, if I have like a games athlete coming into me, I'm not going to have them program that way. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, if they're trying to be competitive and go to the games for one, I'm, I'm going to ask them to get programmed probably from elsewhere and they can train at the gym. Yeah. It, it, it's a different goal. Like my goal for the people coming to the gym we're going to have is to have healthy lives and just, they have a greater awareness of their health. And the way you do that is by creating a mindset of what is this workout for me today? Cause if somebody comes in and tries to red line every day, they're not going to make it one, three or six months.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But if somebody can never turn their intensity up, they're never going to feel like they're getting anything out of it. And they're going to be gone in three months or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have some ability for them to understand how to turn up and how to turn down. And then that boy, that that's a skill that translates to life if you can be able to turn yourself up on certain days to get through a, a hard day where you have three kids and you have a job that's kicking your ass and then have that same ability to turn down towards the end of the night when you need to, like, that's a life skill, man. And that's, that's all the training and programming is for.
2: So. Yeah. Shout out to my CI on the, on those roads, man. Turn it up all the <laughs> way up, man.
1: Dude, <laughs> dude. Right. Dude, she, she's a saint. Bless her she's yeah. taking you in first of all so she's doing
2: right it's yeah like, she's man. she's doing some charity work there yeah <laughs> true yeah um it was it was it was awesome to see somebody with a filthier mouth than me though that was that was a, a blessing um but man re- recharge is sounding like this shit. <laughs> um, i think it's it's you can it's such an easy way to see like how the community can get built up from a place like that, how you can have, how, how the, the future members are going to buy into this program and this lifestyle immediately. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's, that's what we're shooting for. So again, execution trumps everything we could ever say or envision. Um, and that's the goal over the next six, seven weeks is to make sure we have systems in place that what we're talking about is truly how we execute it. So that's going to be the, the real challenge for the most part for me, but
2: Hell yeah, yeah, man,
1: well, I, I'm hoping so. I, I really hope that this ends up being the, and I, and I do believe wholeheartedly it is. I mean, I'm sure everybody says that about their business, but, uh, if I had to put all my, well, I guess I, I am putting all my eggs in basket (laughs) Um, but it's something that I think could potentially change the way we look at how we deliver health deliver health care in communities I mean if this works here the replication and the franchising of this just makes absolute sense because then it can adapt to any community it's working on but it's not like we're selling a certain product that's what it is No, it's it's a process and a system that brings awareness yeah anybody who we train up to do it can do that within a community, and then adapt it to what their community needs the most. So you're selling health.
2: <laughs> you're selling health yeah. and awareness, right?
1: I know. Which, yes, and who would have thought we ever had to sell that? But, <laughs> but yeah, that's the best well, way to. know you put it. That's perfect. Yes,
2: <laughs> exactly. Selling health. <coughs> this episode of the Duck Legs Podcast brought to you by Health and uh, Wellness and Recharge and uh, Selling Health <laughs> and Awareness. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we got we got about like five minutes left on, on on the podcast. <laughs> you know, Dimir, we have the epic question coming up in a little bit. I uh, kind of want to save that for later, and if we can go into one last little topic real quick, um, talk to me about white privilege, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
2: cool. Dude, you okay. give him
1: five minutes right. to do this. All right. Okay, I got, I got what? I'll, I'll give you the 60-second version. Mm-hmm. Number one, you need to go read the book. Um, I think it's called Between the World and Me or between, Around the World and Me by Nehisi Coates. Go read that book, and your whole um, scope of what you think privileges changes and racism is changing. Um, right, white privilege to me in 30 seconds is more the fact that I grew up in a very non-diverse area um, Without any ability to experience a lot of things and I truly neglected the fact that there were Inequalities and disparities among social and racial classes in this country Mm. and until I was able to get out and experience Much more than just read it, but have friends that had experienced it. I didn't realize the amount of privilege I have Um, Not and again, it's not to shame people who are white that they have this but we need to understand that there's reasons there aren't international white days or international men's days because from the beginning of time, realistically, since we've been in our court history, beginning of history, white men have had the ability to never have to go through certain obstacles that every other race and individual or gender has had to go through. And we really, really need to consider that. My best friend uh, back home when I finally read that book and I started describing what I was thinking of it, he's like, sir, you, you are woke. And from that day on, I'm like, yes, <laughs> that, that's the way I'm going to describe it. So understanding what privilege is, is you being woke um, because you realize that the worst outcome for me as, as a white male, who's 25, if everything in my life fell apart still is nowhere near what the same people have to go through. And I have a lot more leeway and that ability to fall apart and other races, other genders, etc. Um, so, th- th- there's my there's my hot take on, on my white privilege. There,
2: for you. Well, well said, cool. sir. Right. Wow, powerful, powerful words. Good stuff. We were able to cross all the gamuts from from masturbation jokes to to, <laughs> to dirty jobs to the amazingness of recharge to get to get serious on social issues. Man, Ryan can do it all Dude. and make a sandwich under thirty seconds flat. <laughs> Boom. All right, he's got hey, two, mi- two minutes for the duck
3: duck question.
4: Hit uh, him with a diameter. All right, you know, my, the only reason why I'm still on the show is because I asked this question, right? Uh, okay. Uh, Ryan, uh, what is your favorite duck? Two minutes. What? Oh, oh yeah. wood duck? Any duck. It can be a, a cartoon character. It can be an actual no, We actually haven't had those.
1: Oh, not like an actual type of duck? No. It's, it's up, up like to you. It, duck. it is up to you. Oh yeah, yeah. The wood duck, like an actual, no, like fictional oh. character. I mean the wood duck is sweet.
3: Tell me about the wood duck. Sure. I'm not sure what the wood duck is. Ah, so the
1: wood duck has got the, um, if you saw it, you know, it's got like uh, kind of a green top to its head a little bit and that's its defining feature, but it was the only like species in undergrad that I could identify, even though I got it mixed up all the time. My friends back home make like, fun of me. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a species of perching duck. That's on
2: north america um so that's that's that i guess <laughs> shout out to the wood
3: duck
2: Wood Duck, man <laughs> oh, this yeah. episode of the yeah. podcast been brought to you by the wood duck the, the wood duck dude that's yeah. not a, a that's not is. an
3: innuendo is it <laughs> why why would we
2: end on an innuendo
3: <laughs> god
4: ryan where can people find oh. you and contact you and learn more about recharge
1: Oh well, you know, recharge is on every social media platform. So follow recharge on Facebook as recharge. Follow it on Instagram as rechargexfit. Follow it on Snapchat as rechargexfit.
2: Um,
1: And then as for me, follow me on Twitter as Ryan Smith underscore DPT. And that is the social media presence. Mm
2: -hmm. Shout out! Shout out to management of the clinical athlete. Boom,
1: dude. you. You guys taking it or what? We got about five. Not even we got a handful of spots left for this April 3rd cohort.
2: We need to look into that for yes. sure. Ah, Them funds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh, that episode was hilarious. We had such a great time. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you want more of our content, please, please, please go follow us on Facebook. Download this episode on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Go find us on all of our social media accounts at Dutlex Podcast. And we have a surprise for you all here next coming week's Eight. A- I'm not going to tell you yet. You have to stay tuned for that. Uh, So again, thank you for listening to the episode with Ryan Michael Smith. We are logging off. Thank you.